Western philosophy is always about slapping a Band-Aid on the problem. And Chinese medicine is always about going to the root and getting to the root of the problem. So you can put as many products on your face as possible. You can peel it, Botox it, do do all the things, but it's going to continue to happen if you don't change something internally. You're listening to The Nicole Joy Show. I'm Nicole Joy, your host. I'm also the founder of the Evolutionary Business School membership. I'm the author of Just Start Audiobook. I'm a 1-3 self-projected projector if you're into human design. I am the mother to three amazing little people. I'm a mentor, guide, an energy healing practitioner, massive birth nerd, and I'm a big, big fan of 90s R&B. Oh, and Beyonce. Always Beyonce. On this podcast, we'll talk all things entrepreneurship, motherhood, energy healing, spirituality, and so much more. Thank you for hanging with me as my story, our stories, continue to unfold. Enjoy. So you're one of the first guests who's not a client of mine. Uh, Yeah. So how we knew each other was a business container we were in a few years ago. And then I learned about what you do a bit at the time. And you'll have to update us a little bit about, you know, how that's evolved. And and so Elizabeth does face readings. And I was like, wait, what? What is that? And I was so fascinated. So we did a private face reading. It's been a long time. And I remember just feeling like it was so incredibly helpful and part of part one of the pieces of my transformation and my personal, you know, evolution. And recently you came to mind again. I mean, we've talked here and there over the years, right? But like you came to mind because interestingly, I think you'll find this funny. I'm almost 40, right? And people, a couple people, several people have started asking like a couple weeks ago, like what kind of skincare I use on my face. And the reason that's funny to me is because I have wrinkles. I had like major hormonal acne breakout situation happening for quite a while recently. It's Mm -hmm. starting to clear up now. I have scarring. I've got, you know, I don't have like perfect skin by far. And I was thinking about like, okay, why are they asking me? Like, I'm not, I don't have this, right. You're also an esthetician. Right. have like, you know, and so I started to process and think about like, what do I do on my skin? And so there was, it was more to me than like, what products do you use? And one of the things that really stood out that I hadn't really had a chance to explain thoroughly yet is, well, for one, people are asking somebody who's imperfect because it's a reminder that we're not always looking for people who are perfect as examples. But also like, it's not just the products you put on your skin that impact your skin. That's not the only, and I think people are often looking for like a quick fix, a quick solution. Like what can I buy that I can just take a minute in the morning, rub it on my face and be fine. And I think it's a lot deeper than that. And one of the pieces I remembered was the face reading and some of the things I implemented on myself in our time and the time since we spoke. And that impacts your face and it changing because my face looks different now than it did before. And I mean, mm-hmm. of all, I'm sure you notice it, but like I look at pictures and I'm like, I look different. And it's, I do a lot of energy healing on myself and I do a lot of, in general, a lot of healing. So anyway, that's something that I had a chance to really explain to my community. I was like, yeah, here's the products here. I do face yoga and I do some of this other stuff, but a lot of it comes from the healing work. So having said that, tell us more, like, I guess, starting with an introduction, like I kicked us off, but I'd love for you to. Yeah. Well, I, I'm an esthetician. I've been an esthetician for almost 15 years now. That's kind of how I started. And then about seven years ago, I started taking a class for Chinese medicine and becoming a, I will never say it 
correctly I, because with my Southern accent, <laughs> I don't speak Chinese, but basically I'm a skincare specialist from a Chinese medicine point of view. When I was studying that, I've just fell in love with the system and the five elements and how it works internally. Everything internal manifests on the face and how face reading kind of came into my realm then. And about seven years, six years ago, my life imploded. So like just everything blew up. I went through a divorce and everything was falling apart. And so I found face reading. I actually Googled face reading and found my teacher, Lillian Bridges. And I was lucky to get to study with her until she died last year. And yeah, so face reading saved my life. And I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what was happening and why it was happening. And so much was revealed to me through face reading. So I I just love what it does. And yes, your your face does change. And I, I wore my compass today because I always remind, wear it to remind me because your, your face really is a map to yourself and every feature has a meaning. Every line, every wrinkle is telling you something either nutritionally, spiritually, or emotional that's going on in your body. And if we can find, you know, Western philosophy is always about slapping a Band-Aid on the problem. And Chinese medicine is always about going to the root and getting to the root of the problem. So you can put as many products on your face as possible. You can peel it, Botox it, do do all the things, but it's going to continue to happen if you don't change something internally. And that's where my facials are different and where my business is moving forward towards just holistic healing altogether. And you look fantastic. Like I immediately, when I saw you, I'm like, oh, she has been doing so much work internally. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for recognizing me. And sometimes it can be uncomfortable to hear something like that, right? Oh, you look fantastic. Your skin looks good. Cause I think at least for me, it wasn't, I didn't always feel really comfortable receiving recognition or a compliment. This is deeper than like, you look cute to me. It feels like you're recognizing the deeper work that's expressing out through my face, or my skin. And like, I will receive that with love. Thank you. I feel my skin feels different than it did. Like my, just my face. Like I still have, I remember something you told me that had to do with speaking my truth. And this was, I mean, this was, I don't even know when we did this. This was a long time ago. I was in the online business, but early on, and I wasn't yet really being me. It was very much like a watered down version to, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, but like not really getting out there. And I remember you saying, like, if you don't start expressing yourself through your mouth, talking, saying the things you want to say, you may have problems with like walking. You're going to have problems with your feet. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to have problems walking. Like I need to be able to walk and run. Like as an old person, I want to be like, I want to be dancing and like twerking and chasing my kids and doing silly stuff and chasing grandkids. Like I need my feet to work. So I started talking and here I am at 160 something episodes into talking every week publicly. So 
That's amazing. I love that. I love that you did the homework. Yeah. It's funny how, because I can also see the future on the face. It's some people find that very uncomfortable. I always tell people, like people will ask me what I do and I'll say, oh, I'm a, I'm a face reader and they cover their face. And I'm always fascinated by that because for me, I was so desperate to heal myself. I wanted to know what everything meant. <laughs> tell me everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, my, when I have my face reading, she asked me, said, well, what would you like to know? And I said, I want to know it all. <laughs> she said, well, we only have an hour. <laughs> but um, she's just such a gift to me. And she re- literally saved my life um, because I was I have these people pleasing eyebrows and uh, they call them the concubine eyebrows because you just give and give and give. And to my detriment, like you're given in Chinese philosophy, you're giving enough energy to complete your Ming, which is like your heaven, heavenly mandate. And um, when you start using that energy for everybody else's purposes and everybody else's dreams, it pulls energy from your life force, your very essence of being. So my goal is always to get people on, on their path and using their gifts so that they can preserve that, that, that energy for themselves. And then, yeah, you can twerk till you're a hundred. You can... <laughs> dance and play with your grandkids, great grandkids. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's amazing uh, when you start actually living true to who you are, like you, you do get your feet back under you and it's like, you can start running. Like the goal is always to get you running on your path. And so that's my goal for everyone is to get them running uh, and just enjoying and, and jumping out of bed in the morning to do what they love. I mean, what a, there's nothing better than that. Agreed. And I mean, what you said was really important too, because you were like, I want to know everything. I want to heal all the things. Like, tell me everything. And I too, as soon as I, it was like, as soon as I pulled back the curtain, I was like, what's, what's behind there? Like, there's another version. There's another life that I can be experiencing. Like for the timing of when that experience happened for me, it didn't mean like different husband or different, like same husband, same, you know, but like a different version of our life in a different way that we, we engage with each other and with my children. Cause I already had two at the time. And I too, like deep dive. I'm like, I want to know, I want to know everything. I want to do it all. I want to process it all. I want to like, don't hold back on me. So I, you know, when I'm working with like a mentor and I'm like, give it to me straight, but I know that I don't, not everybody's like that. Right. Like there's a lot of people who just, they're not ready and they, or they, it's too uncomfortable to think of what might change, you know? Yeah. And, and it can be too much. And um, oftentimes if I see, because, because we all have experienced trauma in our life. There's not one person who has has come through life unscathed. Even just being born is traumatic. Uh, you come from that warm, loving place into like the bright light and you're not with your mom anymore. <laughs> so it, that's traumatic. And so if you're not dealing with those traumas, um, you know, in any kind of way, then of course it's going to be difficult. Personally, I will, if I see too much trauma more than I can handle, more than I think they can handle, I will always refer them to um, a therapist. But um, because that's where I started, I started in therapy. And then I was able to face my fears a little bit, because I have that, that foundational understanding of how to communicate initially from my therapist. And then I moved into deeper healing. I mean, I've done everything I've done Reiki, I became a Reiki 
healer because I loved how it changed me physically. I've done ayahuasca, I've done mushrooms, I've done all of the things that wherever I'm led to heal, I know it's just another layer that I'm healing. Um, But the most that ever came to me fully was face reading. It just really showed me exactly where I needed to go in my healing from the markings on my face. And so it was easier to heal those wounds because I knew what ages they happened. I knew which side of the family it came from. I mean, your face tells you everything from whether you have difficulty in public or if you're a different person in private. My goal is always to get you back to that original face and having each side match. Because mm-hmm. if you've ever like seen, you've heard that term, like uh, she's two-faced. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We always want both sides of the face to match. And so if it's not, if it doesn't match, it tells me you are not who you are like in every part of your life. And that causes a lot of inner turmoil, right? If you can't be, if you're having to put on a false front out in public and then you go home and you're a different way, it's really hard on your spirit. So getting people to really step into the light of the truth of who they are, that is like the goal. That's my goal. Number one goal. That's really interesting. Like I often feel like, you know how we say like, oh, get my good side. You know, I want to turn this way in the photo because I like this side better. And I do notice like we, I I probably would like to book a follow-up reading because I feel like things have evolved and shifted and I've changed so much that whatever you share with me lands differently, right? Because the way things landed back then, I didn't have the same language and understanding of things that I do now. And so for sure, I need to get on your books because I feel super expressed in my business and a lot of areas of my life. And then there's still times like I do feel like there's a situation in this little area that I can't describe. And like, I tried to describe it to somebody who was doing my facial one time and she's like, is it like breakout congestion? And I'm like, no, it's, it's not that it just feels different than, and looks different right here. And I have like this fancy camera on, so you probably can't even see the level of detail, but like, it feels different to me than like this side. And it's, I do, I'll say regular face yoga on myself, you know, and washa and things like that. And I do work on trying to like work on the fascia and massage. And I do see a difference, but yeah, I probably need to talk to you more about that because certainly there's times where you're like, maybe at the kid's school for a parent-teacher conference. And it might be a little different version of me than like who I am with my clients in Voxer because who I am with my clients in Voxer is like, they get the whole shebang. Who I am in the car with the girls when it's just me and the girls singing, like that is so different than like when certain other people are in the car that are like, be quiet. I don't want to hear you having a concert right now. So You know, the versions may vary here and there, not intentionally and not like it's always bad. It just, I guess, happens. I do have a question though. I didn't plan to ask this, but I just thought about it because you mentioned like every wrinkle has a story or reason or something behind it, right? So like Mm -hmm. I haven't done Botox yet. I say, I don't plan on it. I don't know that I'm going to, but I'm not going to say I'll never, ever, ever. I don't know. But as of right now, I don't want to. So I'm trying to do other things. My question is like, how does it impact people who have had Botox? How does that impact like when you do face readings and like, yeah, what's behind that? Such a great question. 
my goal is always to not have anyone do Botox, but yes, if, if you alter your face, because everything has a meaning, if you alter your face at all, you alter your destiny is what the Chinese believe, which sounds bigger than it, it is, but it, it's true. And so what I find, what I have found in the last seven years of doing face reading is when people, you know, get those 11s, well, this is that, that is your liver area. It's anger and frustration. Your anger and frustration hasn't been dealt with, right? Your dietary needs haven't changed when you get Botox. So inevitably, it's going to go to a different organ. And what I find is they go to the lines. If you get the lines from the corners of the eye down the nose, those are called disempowerment lines. You've given your power away. So not only are you not embracing the aging process, now you've given your power to something else, to someone else. Because you're listening to to beauty. Who, who says that, that that's beautiful? I mean, if you watch these actresses, I mean, I've turned 53 in two weeks. And I look at these women that I grew up with, like these actresses and who have done all the work. And it's really, it makes me very sad to see them because they look so different. And to them, I'm not sure if it is beautiful or if now they just can't stop it. You, you see, because it's like, if you do it once, you have to keep doing it over and over and over again. And so again, the underlying problem is still there. Your anger and frustration has not been dealt with. It's <laughs> so then memory. it will manifest into a different health problem. I mean, it's it's inevitable. If, if the underlying condition has not been dealt with, it will continue to pro- progress into a different physical ailment. Some of the people I love most in this world have had a lot of work done on their face. And I live in Florida, I live in Tampa, and there's a lot... And- Botox is as regular as grabbing a Starbucks. Like there's Botox parties everywhere. There's, there's so many, it's everywhere. And this isn't to knock it or to knock the decision. Like you, you know, you have free will, you can make your own decisions of your life. Again, like some of the people I love the most have had, they get Botox all the time. And I have to have compassion because I also know what it's like to feel so much pressure when you look in the mirror and you can't, it's hard for you to see like your true essence and your true beauty, just as you are. Like, as you know, I had my, my implants removed two years ago. I think actually the last time we saw each other, I still had them. Yeah. Yeah. You were getting ready to start the process. And I thought, my God, that's the bravest thing I have ever heard. I love it. And you know, my initial explant was March of 2020 is when it was scheduled and I had to cancel it because they were like, not sure what was going on. And they're like, it's risky to go under surgery, get cut open. And I have a, a, you know, what was she? How old was she? Not even two. She was two. No, she wasn't even two. Imani was a year old at the time. So I'm like, I can't, I can't risk not being around for this. Like, you know, so I had to delay it for almost a year until everybody was back to doing surgeries and stuff and elective surgeries. Right. And so I feel like that was another piece that normally your average person would be like, what does breast implant removal have anything to do with your face? It does. Like these were other foreign objects inserted into my body because when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see good enough. I didn't see like worthy. I didn't see like a love of my little cute boobies. I didn't see that. I was like, okay, I'm looking around at the pressure. I'm looking around. I'm in Tampa, which impacts it, right? Because I had a different experience in the Midwest when I lived there for two years. I came back here in 2017 and it was again, like I already had my implants, but I was like, holy cow, this is huge here. Like everywhere. And there's pressure because you're like, am I the only one who's not going to have implants? And 
how attractive will I feel? Like I'm, we're led, we're conditioned to believe that to be attractive, we have to do whatever they're telling us is the thing of the moment, you know, overpluck your eyebrows or get injections or get implants, or now people are doing butt implants and um, just all this stuff. And I, I was there too. So like, this is not to bash, right? Like I can't bash. It's just a matter of like, if, and when you're ready. And if you feel comfortable accepting and loving yourself, like for me, part of that journey was like loving the shit out of myself, loving myself enough to feel like I don't have to have this thing to be whole and to be worthy. And I, now that they've been out of my body for like two years, I, I love my little boobies again. I'm like, why did I ever do that? And it's like awakening from a bad dream in a way. Yeah. I sometimes wonder if Botox is like that. Like, and you know, if people decide to stop using it and decide to stop, you know, getting injections, I think that would, that would change some of the medical, what is it? Medical estheticians, um, but like, yeah. You know, is it neat or the lip, the lip fillers, right? It's, and I have pretty skinny lips. I have skinny lips, but I'll tell you like doing a little bit of, um, uh, cupping on my lips. Like I do cupping sometimes yeah. in the morning mm-hmm. on my face and probably only once a week, but when I cup on my lips, it looks like I've had a little injection and it's <laughs> like, I don't have to deal with the injection. Um, I don't know. It's, it's something that like, I have a lot of compassion for the people yeah. that I, I, I do too. And I, you know, I still have clients that do it. I support them as best I can in, in uh, you know, you know, eliminating toxins out of their body. And we, we work, we work together to support them with um, maintaining the healthiest lifestyle they can while doing all of those things. But like for the, like when you were talking about the injectables, like these are your purpose lines, these, uh, these folds right here. And people are always like, um, I need to get rid of those. I'm like, oh my God, no, <laughs> those are your purpose lines. Those are the ones you really want. So when, sometimes when you find out what, what a feature means, it, it it's like, oh, wow, I have a life of purpose. Like it becomes beautiful to them. I think it's about redefining what I don't even know who, who decided that what, what was beautiful and what was not beautiful. And uh, just how we, the ageism um, has affected society, uh, age, aging, like the alternative, alternative to aging is death. So what are we doing? Why are we anti-aging? There's no, that. I want to embrace like aging. And I'm going to tell you this, the more I have embraced who I am at this age, the more beautiful I become and the more people are drawn to it. It's very interesting to me as a, a single woman at this age who is coming towards me is like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> because they're drawn to that, that, that loving myself that I don't have a wrinkle on my face mm-hmm. because I do have wrinkles on my face. I have lots of joy lines. I have these lines under my eyes because I gave so much away of myself when I, when I was younger that I'm trying to go find those parts of her. But as I find those pieces of Elizabeth that I let go of so long ago to please everyone else, I just make myself even more beautiful and learning how to love myself in that way. I don't, I don't bat an eye at my birthdays. I've turned 53 in two weeks. I'm so excited. My daughter turns 30 tomorrow and I'm just like, huh, how did I get here so fast? You look amazing. Thank you. So much internal work. It is. And I'm not saying it's not work, but in in the long run, I know for me, my 
goal in my life was to stop the generational trauma from my ancestors with my children and my grandchildren. And I've done that. And I'm so grateful for that experience. Uh, they have work to do on, uh, you know, on their, their dad's side, but, but at least they don't have to deal my stuff. I healed my things. And I'm still healing those things. I know there's more work to be done. Also, I've saved my my girls and my son from having to do the, the hard lifting on that part, the hardest parts. What I'll say about that part is some of the most, and you might be able to identify with this too, like some of the most profound work I've done on earth so far is like nothing that I actually share on the podcast. It's nothing that is on my Instagram. It's nothing that's public. Like my purpose is already happening. Like the business, it's an underlying thread in the business, but it's not something that I'm going out on the internet. And I'm like, you know, it's like, I'm really, um, some of that stuff I hold so tight and so close, but like the, the satisfaction. And like you said, the joy, like the joy that I get to feel from note from like seeing some of the ways my kids B. The one example I will share, I had a parent-teacher conference. Right now we're doing conferences in the spring. So I had one with my six-year-old's teacher. And one of the things that she listed as like her glows, so they list like their glows, was her confidence. And I was like, I almost lost it because I'm like, my work here is done. I'm out. I could die. I would die a happy woman. Like just knowing that and that's just like one little piece because I see it in her every day. I see it when she gets dressed. I see it when she looks in the mirror and she says, she proclaims to the world, no matter what she, she comes to the mirror, she's like, I am so cute. I, I love it. So cute. Yeah. Confidence that girl had, like the singing, the way she just grabs a microphone whenever she sees one and just belts it out. It's like, it's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, this is, I have three kids and I have a lot of experiences that are happening behind the scenes all day, every day with them. There's a lot right. of life happening over here. And because they're little, you know, they're nine, six, and four. And like my work with them, like it's fulfilling in a way that you can't measure in dollars. Like people were so, this is a little bit of a derailment of the conversation, but it's important. I think it's like, um, there's a lot of noise telling us like success is in terms of dollars and how much money you made or your accolades or this or that. And like, I've had to detangle so much of that from what I, what my truth, my experience is. And I'm like, actually, I don't, I don't think that's true. Dollars are fun because they allow you to do fun things, but like, that's not it. So yes, I very proud of the work we're doing because it's hopefully they don't have to navigate the kind of things that we had to navigate. But I wanted to ask you too. So you said joy lines. Those are here. The joy lines are from the corners of the eyes up. Uh, oh, good. So, okay. So I've had joy. I'm showing my joy lines because they're starting to come in. I was going to ask about, yeah. So anybody who's listening, not watching the video, the joy lines start at the outside corners of the eyes and go up, right? Yes. And I'm noticing where mine are really coming in is like right here. What do these represent? Ooh, and interesting. Above my brow arch. So, yeah. So I have those too. They're called if they're right here on the end, those are called skepticism lines. And, and I don't know what your experience as a child, but I grew up in a very religious household and I wasn't allowed to question things. And so then when I moved into my teenage years, 
I was, because I grew up in a real small town. So I, I saw a lot of things happening that I was like, huh, this is not what I heard on Sunday. And so I developed these skepticism lines. So now it offers me a, a bit of a skill. I can, I'm, I hold people like here while I'm learning the truth because I can, I can sense when something is untrue. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? I do have a healthy dose of skepticism. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Um, right. It's, yeah, they it's don't me. I mean, they don't well, bother me. They're there, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, t- I use it as an asset. I always tell people there is no, there is no, in face reading, there's no bad, there's no good. It just is. It's the way you experience life and, and you can use all of your strengths to get you through life, but you can also use what you consider weaknesses to get you through life. So, yeah. So I, I took what I learned as a child. I have these experiences, but also like, it's a great asset to me. So when I'm with someone, I can te- see when they're lying to me. Mm-hmm. I call it my little, my little lie detector test. I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. I don't think that's true. <laughs> that's so funny. I'm like looking at it. I'm thinking in my head of all these examples and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> Question: Are do you are you into human design at all? I am. My daughter is actually a human design reader. Really? So, uh huh. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I loved how it 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 really complemented uh, face reading with the five elements because there you know there are five types and just in like in Chinese medicine there are five elements. How it kind of you know I'm a one three sacral generator. And so I have this big forehead. So I, I knew that I needed to explore things and experience and experience things in order to go through things. Not, I can't just see it and hear it. I actually have to experience it to learn from it. And same thing in Chinese medicine and face reading. I have to like experience things that throw the spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. And people used to call me flaky all the time because I tried so many different things that's how I'm created to learn and, and become the expert that I'm meant to become. I'm a one so, three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We got I'm a one three and I have a big forehead. Sometimes I feel like you can't tell online, but like in real life, there was somebody when I was probably like 15, I was at this house party and this boy was like, you have the biggest alien head and forehead I've ever seen. And I was like, oh my God, he noticed my big head. I always thought my hair hit it well enough. So you couldn't see how big my dome is, but like, I do have a pretty good size forehead. And I identify with what you're describing as like, I have to experience things. I was just, just boxing a client about this today. Who's one three of like, we're supposed to, we're supposed to f- mess up. We're supposed to try. And like, that's how we learn. That's how we get closer to the thing that we're supposed to be doing is by trying the things and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. But, um, and I was telling her too, that like, I don't know if you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty, I'm an, I'm an average Beyonce fan. Beyonce is a one, three man. And I'm a a projector, but she's a one, three. And so I was like giving examples of how, you know, just witnessing and observing how she moves through and shares her work as a one, three. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I too feel like I can sit and listen and learn and watch and watch and watch. But then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything. Nothing's happening. I'm not moving forward unless I'm like, okay, learning, then trying, learning, trying, learning, trying. It's a constant cycle. And the more permission I give myself to screw up the better. And like, I actually, I think it was last week's podcast episode. I was quoting this Beyonce song and I really did a poor job because I was reading the lyrics instead of like singing it. But in one of her new songs, it's called Heated. And you might go listen to it after this now that you know she's a one three. And what she says is like, 
flip, flip, flop, flip, flop, and ass bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was like, oh my God, that's so me as a one, three people might look at me and be like, flip, flip, flop. Like she's always changing something. The change of the yeah. name of the podcast changed three times already. The name of my business membership evolved. And I'm like, you know what? It's just, this is me. Like it's, I'm a chameleon. It's evolving as I change. And this change is like, it's still me. It's just yeah. the newer version. That's right. I love that. I found that I've gained more wisdom through the failures than I did in anything succeeding. And I get more joy once I I figure that out, like, oh, this is how it should have been. Let me try this. And then it works. And I'm like, oh, I'm so much more satisfied because my uh, sacral tells me I'm either frustrated or satisfied. And so I'm always looking for, do I feel satisfied uh, at the end of the day? Have I fulfilled uh, what I needed to do that day. And if I, if I do that, I sleep like a baby. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting because hmm, I don't have sacral energy. So I don't, I often like look to my clients who have it and I'm like, oh, so cool, you know, just admiring their, their sacral. I don't have that, but I agree on failure. And so another piece about that is like, one of the things we talked about very early on a few minutes ago was people are asking for face advice from somebody who doesn't have a perfect face. So people aren't expecting perfect, right? And they they re- they don't remember and hang on to your failures. Like I have bad skin sometimes where it breaks out and it looks like shit. And I wake up in the morning and it looks puffy or it looks discolored. I have some videos on my reels that look cringeworthy, but like whatever, right? But people aren't watching them like, oh my God, look at her face. It looks like crap. They're still asking about my skincare regime. And this is important because like in Beyonce's example, we're like, we're not saying, oh my God, do you remember when she lost on Star Search? Do you remember? Do you remember when she totally failed or when she tried acting and that was just a flop when she was in Pink Panther? We can never enjoy her music again. This is exactly what I was talking to my client about earlier because we were talking about perfectionism and how that can really screw up your the way you allow yourself to try and sometimes fall if you're stuck in that perfectionism. But like, look at Beyonce. Most of the people who like her music are like, we appreciate the things. We're not like, remember that time you weren't perfect? Like nobody's mm-hmm. doing that. Right. Yeah. We we use that mentality to keep us stuck in places and you can see, and, and you know, a lot of that is easy, easy lifestyle changes. Um, when I do a face reading, I will often tell people, you know, we need to shift your diet a little bit, get you unstuck, work with the seasons instead of fighting against nature, work with nature and it helps you move forward a little bit because a lot of the stuckness can, be, can come from uh, what we take in. You know, we're constantly on social media. There's, there's never any downtime. We're listening to the news. We're reading. We're just inundated with so much information that the body doesn't have time to process it. I always ask about their poop. Every facial, I'm like, tell me about your, your bowel movements and what's your poop like? And they're like, what? Like, it tells me everything about your life. Your digestion is exactly how you digest life. So what are you taking in? Are you absorbing the nutrients or are they just flowing through you? Are you holding on to what doesn't serve you anymore and you're constipated? It's exactly, it just comes down to that. We can make it harder than it needs to be. But if you just look at that, then you can see, okay, I need to do some work in my life. What can I let go of? What can I turn off? Can I get off of social media? Can I take a break? Can I, you know, turn the television off? Do I have to know? I mean, I know the basics of what's going on in the world, but I, d- I don't become all consumed like I used to because it was too much. That fear 
was holding me back. I was so afraid. And I, you know, I still have people in my life who are like, I just want you to go get a real job. I'm like, I have a real job. <laughs> According to <laughs> But you know, if I listened to that, um, I, I would have quit doing aesthetics like 12 years ago when I first went out on my own to open my own skincare business. And it, thank God I had that in my life because it just led me to the, the best version of myself, not through the, the uh, products I was putting on my face or the facial I was doing, but really through the internal work and, and understanding how the body works. Yeah. Like, and the people who listen, who are entrepreneurs, because most of them, I mean, this was, this show is mostly about business, I guess, through the lens of business, but um, it impacts your business, you know, your ability to express yourself, your business is an expression of you and of the work you're here to do in the world. So like it does the work you're doing that will impact your skin will impact your business. Like it really is all connected in my experience. Absolutely. Everything is energy, money, everything is energy. So when you understand how that energy works in your body and how it's projecting on your face, you learn that map. It's like, oh, now I understand that. Let me change a couple of little things. And and then you'll just, you can watch everything flow back in your life. Yeah. Do you do, you said you do Reiki. Do you do Reiki when you, when you do facials? Do you do. like mm-hmm. use Reiki into the facial? Cool. Cause I infuse, so I don't know. Do you remember Alexis? Yes. Okay. So I worked with Alexis and I did um, expansion principle, energy healing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Training in 2019. And at first I was only using it on me and my kids. I did it for motherhood to have a tool in motherhood because I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm at a point where like everything I thought I learned, I don't want to do everything I read in the books. I don't really feel like it's correct. And I'm at this point where like, how do I, I need tools. I need something. Right. So I used it at first. I did all of that with her for my family, for me and the kids. And then I started using it in the business. And then just right now I'm starting to wrap up level two of her practitioner training. And anyway, I share that because I use EP energy um, expansion principle healing. I use it on myself when I do face yoga or when I'm doing washa, like I wrap myself in EP while I'm doing it. So I'm also, I had one Reiki facial here in Tampa one time from a really great lady. And I was like, that's a great idea. I hadn't really thought of it before. So now I do it all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Um, I, I do Reiki on myself every day. And so uh, I, I just, what a great tool to, to have. And when, uh, when I have my face reading, this is a little bit off subject, but I'll going to bring it back around. But when I have my face reading, Lillian, uh, my teacher had told me, she was like, I have these small ears, so I'm not very brave. And she said, um, if you were braver, I would tell you, you're so psychic. Like I would tell you just do psychic readings for 25 bucks. And she goes, but I know you're not brave enough to do that. And I, and I said to her, oh gosh, yeah, I used to be psychic, but um, I turned that off when I was a child because I was, you know, I thought it was sinful. And she was like, oh, you can always ask for gifts back when, when you, when you have ancestors that have passed and they haven't used those gifts, you can ask for them. And so one thing on the face you can see um, is where your gifts came from, either your mother's side or your father's side. So I looked at my face and I was like, okay, now I know which side gave me this gift. So let me go and um, ask for it. And so I did a lot of work with that. And uh, it's just come back to me so quickly and easily. So 
when I do uh, a facial with Reiki, I always ask people, do you want to know if someone comes in? Um, because inevitably, when I get into that energy field, the, the their ancestors are always sending me messages. So uh, I, I found it's like the best experience ever when that happens. I go into a facial and, and their spirits come in and they're open to receive it. It's just amazing. I mean, I, I should take before and afters just for a facial because the power that that has when someone from the other side comes and tells them something that they needed to hear, I, I wouldn't even have to do anything. Just let that message come through. It's um, because everything on the face is something connected emotionally uh, yeah. and spiritually. So yeah, it's been an incredible tool to to have that. I don't know if you remember, but... Yes. That occurred when I had my reading with you too. That's something that I'm comfortable sharing if you're comfortable with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt, who I don't really remember because she passed when I was like, mm, not even one and trigger warning violence, right? So she was abducted, raped and murdered by a serial killer in Tampa. And he was, she was the last one of the people who he got to before he was caught, but I don't remember her. And so interestingly, like that was one of the things that came up when you did my reading was like, she was present. She, if I remember correctly, she was like very close because she was enjoying watching me parent the kids. Mm. Because she had a one-year-old. My cousin and I were born on the exact same day. So our mothers, my mom and her sister, my aunt, they were pregnant at the same time. And they gave birth to us within about two hours of each other. So she had a one-year-old, you know, so she didn't get to raise him. Right. And so it was like, yeah, it was one of those. I remember it was a lot. And she kept, and and at first I think, weren't you kind of resistant? I said, do you have someone that's passed over? And then she kept coming back to me. And I was like, okay, we have to talk about this because... (laughs) I think I said she has a message for you. And, um, but I wanted you to do that to, you know, take your time with that. And I loved that you, you sent me a message a couple of times. I went to uh, the cemetery. uh, Yeah. yeah. And I hope that you, I, it looks to me as if you've opened yourself up to uh, a relationship with her, because again, like energy doesn't die. It just transforms. Our loved ones are always with us. We just can't see them in the physical Mm-hmm. And so I, I will tell people all the time that they can see things down the road that we can't see. And so I'm open to receive mm-hmm. very close with my aunt that is um, on the other side. She she's with me all the time and she helps push me when I'm like, she's like, nope, don't go there. <laughs> and so I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, I did. I did go visit. And that's, uh, I actually go usually on Christmas Eve and I bring her one of our Christmas cards. So I make a stop at her um, gravesite and then at my grandmother who passed um, 2017. And I take them both our family because we do like a family photo card every year, right? So I take them a card. And um, so this year I was a little late, but that's something that I, because I hadn't been to where she's buried since I don't know. I don't even know. And after you and I spoke, I had to go ask my sister, like, where is Aunt Kim? Like, where is she even buried? And, you know, she told me and I was like, oh yeah, that's where. Okay. And so I I remember like going for the first time since I could remember and walking up and down, up and down, just looking for her because I didn't know where she was. And so, um, yes, it did open. It did open. And it's, 
I'm on board with everything that we're talking about. Yes, I'm <laughs> totally open. I do feel still a little resistance to like, I don't want to see certain things. You know, some sure. people are sure, I'm cool with seeing dead people. I'm not one of those people. Not right now. <laughs> Maybe in a few years that will change. I don't know because who knows what's coming in 2027. I don't know. Right. But right. like the today version of me is like, no, I like to sleep and not see anything. Like I just want to sleep, but I'm more open. Yes. More open. Yeah, I definitely had to learn some boundaries with spirits. Like, but it's been good for me because one of the issues that I have you know, on my face is I have difficulty with boundaries because I was such a people blazer. And so really defining boundaries with spirits because I needed to sleep. And um, and oftentimes I would hear them talking at the dinner table. I'm like, who's talking? You know, like I'm trying to talk with the kids right now. So I had to learn how to have boundaries and it's really been helpful in my life too. I've really forged healthy boundaries with as many people as I come across. They don't always love that, but it's helped me, my mental health and my physical health too. I know there's times that, you know, with the kids being so little, there's a lot of times parenting where like, there's just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of emotions happening and it's like, it's very intense it can feel like a lot to me sometimes. So I catch myself like leaning on my aunt and my grandmother. Cause I'll just look up and I'm like, I imagine that they're like up there and mm-hmm. I'm just like, Hey guys, like help me out here. Could you, yeah. you know, put a little loving stuff on us, you know, just help me yeah. out here. And it just helps yeah. it feel like, okay, they're here they're witnessing, they're observing, they're supporting us like the healed ancestors. And I'm just like, a little help here. Um, and it brings me a little peace of mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a, a 15 year old right now, a girl at home. So who just started driving. So I do a lot of holding onto the door and saying, Oh God, please. Aunt Peg, are you here? Can you help her? Just like, can you get her to drive a little bit more to the left? Yeah. <laughs> Riding the right. Yeah. So it's been, yeah. Yeah. So I get oh, that's that. So interesting. Cause when I fly, I often picture like my brother because he was such a big, like, you know, he was like, I don't know, six, three, like muscular, like oh, dude. And he was 21 when he passed, but he was a big, you know, tough kid. And I mean, a teddy bear, but like physically he was a very big kid. And sometimes when I'm flying on the airplane, I will just imagine that his, his big, tough, strong angel version is like, holding the plane, like Mm -hmm. guiding it through the air. And it's just so silly. I know to some people, but I imagine I'm like, Hey bro, hold us through this fight, please. No turbulence. Thank you. Appreciate you. Cause I don't do that all the time too. I I don't love to fly, but I love to travel. And so, yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, this has been really like, I could talk about this stuff all day. Okay. One last thing I'm curious about if you want to what does this represent? So the smile lines right here. I I don't mind mine, but here they are. What are these? The ones that come down from the corners down or the I ones that are like coming a little down? C. They're like a little C around the outside of my lips. What do those represent? These are going to be purpose lines. And if they come all the way down, they'll start to connect with the purpose lines. And then um, you'll get what they call the feet. So this is like in Chinese medicine, like this is the man running, but you don't have feet yet. Once you get feet, you'll be like, you're definitely running on your path. And they think of it as a sign of good luck and, and uh, wealth and abundance, because if you're really living true to who you are and really running on your path, that's, that's what everybody desires. That's their goal. So yeah. Cool. Okay. I just see them through a new lens now because these are relatively new. 
mm-hmm. uh, leads that came up around around this space. So like, I'll take that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you can have two purposes. And if you've got a business and, and you've kind of branched out into coaching too, um, which is amazing, everything you're doing is showing you, yes, you're on the right path. And so, uh, yeah, because you can come in with more gifts and especially if you had so many people in your family die young, all of those gifts can come straight to you because it come who picks them up, you know? And if you're aware of it and, and have worked with the angels, worked with those spirits and be like, I'll take all the gifts, then you can have more than one purpose and you'll start having those double purpose lines, which is amazing. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Okay. So next thing is I need to book a session. Like I'm going to look at my calendar. Like when can I get on the calendar? So I'm going to message you and I'm also going to share however people, do you prefer people um, reach out to you on Facebook or your website or Uh, Facebook or Instagram um, uh, rooted underscore alchemy one on Instagram. And then um, and on Facebook, it's Elizabeth Ann Spears. I think I sent those um, links to you. Or they can private message me if they have questions. And um, I can send them a dire- direct link to book a face reading. Well, I'm up first. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. This is so great. I had a really good time. I've missed you. And it's been really I nice. Know. I've missed you too. Missed your beautiful face. I'm so happy to see you. You look amazing. And I'm just watch, uh, watching you evolve has been uh, just such a beautiful thing to watch and witness. So I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'll receive it. I will. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found value in what I'm sharing here. And if you did, can you do me a little favor and go and rate and review this episode? I will share a link in the show notes so that it's really easy to rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to me as this is truly a passion project. Have a beautiful day and I will see you next week.